Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tab Saber. And that's how the cookie crumbles. All right, we are going to work on that intro. <laughs> um, Tab Saber, uh, a friend of mine, if you guys follow me and you know about Factory, she's uh, new to the team over there, and uh, we're doing the album reviews together. Cross promotion! <clears throat> oh, almost died. Okay. <clears throat> You're right. I'm totally good. Boom. All right, so uh, new to the team over there. And uh, she's also a new wrestling fan. New wrestling fan. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about how you got back into uh, wrestling. How did you, because uh, you weren't watching currently, right? No, I, I wasn't watching anything currently. I didn't even know there were so many things to watch right like hundreds of episodes this is true and 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 you just jumped just jumped right in right yeah just dove in head first so what what was it that brought you back because i know you were at the uh wrestlemania watch party that we did yeah wrestlemania 35 Uh i don't know how i heard about it but um i did (laughs) instagram probably your man qualified <laughs> that's what i'd be doing I, I bring in the masses i am a uh wrestling messiah as it were uh bringing in the masses spreading the good news the gospel of the graps you know <laughs> the, the gospel of the squared circle the squared circle the squared circle yeah that's what we call the ring what yeah whoa maybe we should have talked about that before we started recording but (laughs) but yeah the squared circle man that's where it all goes down um some gladiator talk because that's what they are they're in there giving their all for us the fans Mm -hmm. all right i was i was gonna gonna go on like a serious promo that's pretty much all i had Yeah, so I went to WrestleMania 35, and I had no idea what was going on, and I showed up late, and I was um, just watching this, and then John Cena came out, and then Ricochet came out, and then, like, some other people that I remember their names came out, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) not now, but I did then. There was uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Yeah. he was there. He's not really my type. Actually, you totally missed the Brock Lesnar match because you were there late. But still, uh, he was there. Well, so you know about it. They okay. showed it later. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman okay. Reigns. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. New fan. A brand new. Not not a new fan just because, you know, a bunch of well-built, shirtless. That's not it at all. No. Um, actually, really, really interesting to watch yeah yeah like i didn't realize they had all these um storylines yeah so what have you been watching the most that's kind of got you up to speed oh main event okay yeah 
See, and that's how you know she's really down because she's not just watching the mainstream stuff. She started with main event, the show that, you know, they don't even advertise. So. Oh, really? Yeah, man. How did I learn about that? I, you just found it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, what's the mainstream one? Uh, the, uh, Monday Night Raw. Okay. SmackDown. Okay. You know. Um, oh, the stuff that I used to watch when I was like yes. young, young, yeah. like it's like on K five or yeah. something. Yeah. The home team. Yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, okay, so he's at home, not home. That's that's very true for the for those of you who are listening outside of Hawaii and don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. It's K five, the home team, because they used to show all the UH games and the sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Um, who uh out of out of the new guys that you're watching who is who would you say would be your favorite wrestler um is seth rollins a new guy uh no well i mean he's (laughs) technically not new but he wasn't around when you were a kid so and you're a new fan (laughs) now so he's new to you i like him (laughs) you like you like seth rollins you want to burn it down yeah that's his thing yes (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah, um, who else do I like? Uh, I like a lot of the girls. Yeah, okay. So, the girls, uh, the women's wrestling, uh, since you stopped watching and come back, there's been a whole women's revolution in WWE. Yeah, they're not just ring girls anymore. Yeah, they are. They're like wives who are like catty and like side drama and right. like walking the dudes out. and They're out here killing it. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, so who are who are some of your favorite uh, women wrestlers uh, that you've seen so far? Okay, of course Becky. Yes, man. all right. She's great. Um, well, Becky won belt now. Fuck, so sad. Yeah. I watched her little thing after the yeah. Money in the Bank too, and I was just like, yo, she's almost dead before, and now she's back. Yes. For fucking like two belts and oh, killing it. So good. But, um, yeah, I, I love her. I love, um, I don't know. I have a I have a sweet spot in my heart for, uh, what's her name, Nia? Okay, Nia Jax. Yeah. She's not like most girls. <laughs> so. Oh, and then, you know what? Um, Money in the Bank, what's that girl? Ember Moon. Ooh, Ember yeah. Moon is, yo, Ember Moon is fire. Uh, I was a big fan of hers in NXT. She just she's a women's champ. She fuck out of me. She is a beast. She, like... I don't know, had this moment, and yeah, she was scary as fuck. When she hit her uh, finisher off the ladder from the outside, mm-hmm. jumped into the ring, hit the eclipse, oh man, that was fire. I was, I jumped up out of my seat watching at home. Uh, that's her finishing move, so it's like when she flies through the air, mm-hmm. kind of hits like a sit-out stunner. Um, All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> if we can queue up the youtube i could show you but uh on the youtube so, <laughs> all right but uh <laughs> but uh but yeah um uh, so just going off of that money in the bank uh that was your second pay-per-view second pay-per-view uh of, basically in the new era so now you're now you're fully invested you've caught a, a cycle of storylines from one pay-per-view to the next mm-hmm. all right so you saw kofi kingston right. switch over from fighting against daniel bryan 
to getting betrayed by Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens and, is a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate him. He's like, <laughs> stick to barbecuing, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's a badass in the ring. No. No? No. You don't, you don't, you're not a fan of Kevin Owens? Well, I was just, like, afraid that, like, are they really going to try and take away, like, Kofi's, like win basically like so soon right after like wrestlemania it felt like it's like right yeah. after. i know it's not right after but but it might to well this be. guy yeah. to this guy with a <laughs> fucking gray beard like no yeah, like <laughs> not even a full beard <laughs> like everybody else has yeah, like get out of here kevin owens with your partial beard it's not good. With, with your... With, with your, your fucking... Ratchet beard. Ripped off shirt, fucking snow sleeves, like, backyard weird uncle bullshit. I don't like him. All right. He's never coming on this podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, there we Oops. go. I take it all back. <laughs> I'm fired. But, uh... Sorry. But, uh, no, it's all good. Uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, I just didn't like who he was against Kofi. No, uh, he did his job well. I, man, I knew it was too good to be true when uh, he said he was stepping in to replace Biggie. I was just like, man, what the fuck? Kevin Owens always turns on his friends, and boom, there he did. So, <sighs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he but, talked a lot of shit in the yeah. beginning. He was like, Kofi's nothing without his fucking people. Yeah, man. I was like, bitch. <laughs> But I, I was, was I was, I was excited because I knew it would be a good match, uh, and it was. It did deliver. All the Kofi matches have been delivering in the ring so far, I feel like. The circled square? The squared circle. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, squared circle. What else happened uh, that stood out? Becky. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I kind of had a feeling going into it. I was like, all right, she's going to lose one of these belts. Uh, and I was thinking that she would lose the SmackDown belt to get her on over to Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the when just kind of a, I guess a, they kind of gave it away um, to us. Basically, Ronda Rousey showed up at the upfront uh, Fox upfront. That's a TV, uh, basically announcing the next season uh, for the fall. So Fox uh, is going to be getting SmackDown in the fall. And they had Roman Reigns, who's new to SmackDown, mm. after the Superstar shakeup, And Ronda Rousey, who is technically, she's not on TV, she's away right now, healing from injury. Uh, and she was there representing SmackDown. So I was just like, oh, okay, if they're moving Ronda to SmackDown, the biggest singles match they have in the women's division right now is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. So it would make sense to keep them apart and then boom. Uh right after Becky defeats uh Lacey Evans, fire entrance by the way. Fire Lacey entrance by Evans. the way. Uh, <laughs> so uh the first time I ever saw her Yeah. I was just like Ew. Yeah. Like, bitch, you love to hate. Yeah, man. You know. You nasties. Oh, my God. But, She's got it all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
Lacey Evans loses to Becky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she had She's a sore loser. Went after the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Charlotte's music hits mm-hmm. pretty much right after. And she's like, no, we're having the match right now. Uh, Lacey move. Evans, of course. <laughs> Lacey Evans comes down for the interference, hits the women's right. Boom. Uh, fucking Becky loses. And Char- uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, that's her that's her finisher the women's right the right, right hand, hand punch oh yeah. okay <laughs> i was like women's rights have been in effect for a long time but it goes with her sassy southern yeah. building women not having rights yeah Just... boom levels uh so anyways yeah so she hits her with it uh hit him with it hit him with it sorry bigos uh so <laughs> she hits her with it and uh then uh charlotte hits a big boot uh wins the match uh but then bailey saves the day and comes down and let's just take a second even though i mentioned this on last week's episode let's just take a second uh bailey her character was basically in the trash can it was on life support her character looks like a like a trash can can? (laughs) (laughs) that's messed up but i don't know what's up with it that 13 growing on 30 look like i'm confused well what is what was the original? Wasn't she with another person? Uh, her and Sasha were a tag team, but but Sasha don't look like this. This is also true. Okay, so very confusing. So the beforehand, in NXT, it made a little bit more sense. She uh-huh. was like, basically, she was like the wrestling super fan, uh-huh. and oh, it was like okay. her dream. She be, she. Became a wrestler, and then they did a whole uh, story arc where she was, like, basically trying to find her confidence, and she was getting bullied by some of the other wrestlers and stuff like that, and then she just kind of was like, you know what, nah, and, like, found her grit, and, yeah, uh, found her grit, and she had a great feud with Sasha, actually, so Sasha was the champ, had a really good feud with Sasha, the first uh, NXT takeover in Brooklyn. Um, that was when she finally beat Sasha for the belt. Uh, and Sasha went on to the main roster. Dang. And Bailey became like the NXT champion and uh, women's champion. And uh, so that run in NXT with her as the champ, uh, she was the women's champ. And Finn Balor was uh, the NXT, like the men's champ. And they were the just the two most popular things going. Damn. So, in NXT, like, her gimmick was, like, perfect. Uh, because now she came from being, like, we had seen her whole story coming from, like, being this girl who needed to build up confidence to, uh, uh, to being the champion. And uh, not only the champion, but then she kind of just, like... Uh, it was, it was like a whole, um, it was like a whole thing where not only the champion, but she, uh, began to kind of almost be like a, a role model. And then now that she was champ, people were coming at her and she had to defend her belt and, and hold it down. So it, it made a whole, a whole lot more sense in NXT. Uh, but then on the main roster, they just kind of like, I don't I understand not wanting to, like, start her from square one and build her back up. But, like, 
I don't know, you could have did something to kind of, like, bring her character out a little bit more. Um, but with Money in the Bank, with her coming through and even the lead up to it and everybody just missing her, dismissing her like, oh, that's just Bailey, And then her winning the match, becoming Miss Money in the Bank and cashing in on the same night and, and getting the belt. It's like, okay, they, they did a whole lot to establish her character as like coming, like the underdog coming from the bottom to the top and like i'm here now so um and then on smackdown they followed it up her and her and becky lynch beat uh, lacey evans and charlotte so hopefully they continue to keep her strong and and don't let her fall off um i guess the uh other standouts Seth and AJ had a great match um and the the big thing Brock Lesnar won the money in the bank uh ugh that was wrong a lot of people were upset I personally love it um even more so after he came out on Raw with the briefcase uh doing the boombox move listening to the briefcase I thought that was great (laughs) So, uh, I just hope that with him as, uh, holding the briefcase, they make sure that he, they can keep him important, but he doesn't have to be the, he doesn't have to be the champ. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's been the problem the past few years is just, he's been the champ all the time. Yeah. And fuck that (laughs) but i have no problem with him being around the title picture and he could finally cash in at uh the way i would do it and i mentioned this kind of last week let him hold the briefcase he's supposed to be retiring at uh after wrestlemania the next wrestlemania that's when his contract ends uh, he's gotta be like old, old now, right? Um, I think he's still under forty. Wow. Cause he was uh, like he was like the youngest champ when he first got there. So is um Randy Orton yeah. younger than him? Mm. Yeah, cause cause Randy Orton was the next youngest champ. But I I don't I forget if he was because he beat uh, Benoit or Redacted the guy we don't talk about anymore. Chris Benoit. Yeah. I don't know his name. Chris Benoit. But I know his name. Why? Yeah. Uh, killed. Did he do some uh, bad murder. stuff? Yeah. <gasps> what did he do? Uh, killed his wife and oh, his son. No. Strangled him and stuff. Oh no! Yeah, 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 so we don't talk about him anymore. So <laughs> like, uh, well, WWE does it. Got it. He was a great wrestler though. But, you know, just had a shitty end. And then uh, killed himself after it. And they were just all dead in the house altogether. Hmm. There's a whole conspiracy theory about that that we'll get into later when we're not recording. Okay. Um, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. 
that's something we gotta I, I need to figure out because I I want to say that Brock is younger mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I want to talk so much shit right now oh yeah but I'm just gonna sound ignorant yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just how I feel oh man um but yeah so that's the biggest story coming out of money in the bank so uh shucks what is the next pay-per-view it's definitely not fast lane uh asking the wrong gal yeah <laughs> but whatever it is we'll <laughs> we'll reconvene and uh we'll actually do the review together that time because that's what we do reviews okay <laughs> sounds good <laughs> uh and then before we let you go real quick uh now, I know you're not too familiar. I know you you watched a little bit of BTE, the elite, yeah. the, the elite. Um, so AEW, uh-huh. uh, last week they had announced that they're going to have a weekly television show on TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, uh, this weekend that right now we're recording, mm-hmm. um, their first ever pay-per-view event, Double or Nothing. Um, the already going into this event, there's a a little bit of a black mark on the event. One of the big matches and one of the first matches that they were promoting, uh, Pac versus Hangman Adam Page, is off uh, because Pac basically creative differences. He did not want to. He refused to lose. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. So they well, had yeah. to. Who wants to lose? Nobody wants to lose. Well, yeah, but you know, you gotta. No. You know, it's all a work. So. Is it? Yeah. It's no. All, it's all a. It's all a. It's all a work. So you. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're telling me like Santa's not real right now. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So. uh so you know, uh, he didn't want to lose. And they were kind of like, well, you know, I I, I guess they're uh, aiming for Hangman to be the uh, first world champion of AEW. Um, Pac is working with Dragon Gate. He wants to keep their title prestigious, and he felt as if he's Dragon Gate champ and he's losing a match that's not for his championship, like, that makes him and his belt look weaker than whoever he's losing to, which makes sense. Uh, But AEW is like, hey, man, if we're going to make Hangman our champ, we can't have him losing in our first event. So... Hmm. uh, so AEW is like I don't know counterculture to WWE. Uh, WWE kind of yeah, basically. Uh, like, are they like sticking it to the man in some sort of way with their own like little like league of sorts? Yeah, basically, it's like if WWE is. Uh, the mainstream record labels. Yeah. Uh, the big labels. Yeah. And uh, 
AEW was a bunch of SoundCloud guys yeah. who got like really popular and mm-hmm. popular to the point where they're still on SoundCloud and they're just and they're doing their thing on SoundCloud outside of the main mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> but now they're starting to get hits that are coming on to like the main mainstream charts. And so the mainstream starts seeing everything that they're doing, mm-hmm. and they uh, started signing other people who were like affiliated with this these SoundCloud guys, just other SoundCloud guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main core who got it popping decided, nah, man, we're gonna stick together no matter what. And instead of and they got offered like a big deal, but instead of taking it. They were like, you know what? <laughs> nah, we're gonna stick together. Let's do our own thing, and they are launching their own label with like the backing, uh, somebody who believes in them and is giving them the money to compete with the major labels and have their own system and see how it works. Can they do that? Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, there's no. Okay. Yeah, there's no like law against it. The main thing that has been stopping everybody else is that nobody's been able to match WWE's pockets. Yeah. So, but now they have somebody backing them that can that can do that. Like WWE uh back in the 80s, like Hulk Hogan. Uh you think of Hulk Hogan as a WWF guy. Hulk Hogan actually was in a different promotion and WWE went on a raid Oh, is this the the thing that you were gonna tell me about? Uh, no, actually, that was the NWO. That's later. But this is a whole oh, other man. thing. But yeah, WWE went on a raid and just started signing up all the talent from all the other promotions, like all the big stars from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. They just take all their big stars, and then they, and that's how we got all the like, uh, like Rowdy Rowdy Piper was somewhere else, Hulk Hogan was somewhere else, and they signed all these guys and brought them there, and they're like, here, and now. These are our stars. Can I ask a side question? Yes. You think Brooke Hogan's hot? <laughs> not gonna lie, I did. Uh, she had when, a whole show. Yeah, uh, Hogan knows best. I was, I was with it then. I watched the fuck out of that. Oh, show. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> I was down. I was down at that time, and then I got older, and I was just like, yo. Weird. I, I don't know if I like this. Yeah. I don't know if I. Wait, second side note. Okay. How come, um, one, David Hasselhoff, and two, Arnold Schwarzenegger are not wrestlers? It's real confusing. Well, technically, Arnold Schwarzenegger did appear on WWF SmackDown and was awarded a WWF championship. What? So, <laughs> so there's that. He is a wrestler? Who is he? Uh, no, no, he was, he was himself. But, uh, he was, yeah, this is when he. I think this is when he was the governor of California, and they Ooh. like had SmackDown in LA one night in the first year that they were on television, and they gave him a belt, and he ended up holding it upside down. Dope. So, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking would. All right, what are you gonna tell Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Schwarzenegger. He just grabs it. He just. Uh. <laughs> He's like how? <laughs> like whoa. <I> <laughs> uh, but uh, AEW, are you uh, with what you've seen so far uh, with the guys from being the elite? Are you excited about the possibility 
of there being a new promotion uh to watch yeah definitely i think um it's more i don't know millennial (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna be watching uh it's gonna it's aw tuesday night dynamite that's what it's gonna be i believe so are you gonna be watching this fall yeah, I guess so. I have to. You're damn right you're going to be watching this fall. <laughs> okay. Because in the fall, Tab Sabre is going to be... Taking over the show. Wow. Well, <laughs> she is going to become our AEW correspondent. Yay! And, uh, New job. Yeah, man. She's going to be covering AEW. I'm still going to watch because I fucking enjoy, uh, enjoy it. And the Young Bucks are uh, some of my favorite motherfuckers in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be going down. Um, also, I'm praying to the like lords that the young bucks don't look like Keith Owens when they grow up. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, man, no, the young bucks are gonna be young bucks forever. Oh, I, no. That's just what I believe. One day they'll be old bucks. Don't say that. Geriatric bucks. Don't say it. <laughs> um, but, octogenarian bucks. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool though. but um let's see a couple more things before we wrap up this segment Mm -hmm. uh let's see uh double or nothing um is this weekend so in the later port of the later port the later the later port of the podcast (laughs) you dig (laughs) word is blonde word to your mother Alright, so uh at the at the later part of the podcast, uh we're gonna go over the results. Um well I am. Tab has other things to do. Um It's not like I wanna have other things to do. What? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not I like just, I it's not like I wanna have a life. I'd rather just sit around and talk wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> but um dedication. Yeah, no, I, I see it. That's why you're here. Um but yeah, so uh we, we're gonna go over the results uh, and we're just gonna talk more about just kind of like what's been happening uh, some of the wrestling rumors um, but just another piece of news uh, I believe in August it's gonna hit YouTube uh, but gonna be launching a series and uh, tab here is gonna be my partner where we're gonna be going back and we're gonna be watching uh, we're gonna be watching wrestling matches, uh, reacting to it. We're gonna be kind of seeing uh, her as a new fan, introducing her to some classic matches, uh, some of the best matches from uh, the guys of the new era. We're gonna see how she feels about the Kenny Omega Kazuchika Okada uh, one-hour classic. I like what uh, that. Japanese. Wow. <laughs> so we're gonna see how we're gonna see how she feels about all that uh we're gonna introduce her to new japan pro wrestling uh show her the origins of the bullet club uh all kinds of all kinds of fun stuff she doesn't know how the nwo started the the guys who, who kinda, what's a nwo see so we're gonna show her and uh and i thought that was can, a rap group that's nwa <laughs> <laughs> uh so so you can join us and you can see her journey and we're going to turn her from the you wrestling see me that's see right kind of cute guys yeah uh, take her word for it 
<laughs> Find out for yourselves. Um, right? That's a that is a hook to watch. Is she, uh, is she cute? Who knows? We'll see. Right? But don't I'm, stop watching it from that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's gonna be fun. Um, and there's I, always qualified that you can look at. There, uh, yeah, man. Uh, my hair is getting long. I've been doing some epic hair flips that you guys haven't seen yet. So really, wrestler style of hair flips. See, man. Honestly, she's seen it. I didn't notice until, until I started watching so much wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow, all right." Yeah, that's where that came from. Everything is wrestling. Yep. Uh, so yeah, she's uh, she's gonna be my partner on the on the YouTube show. We're gonna be watching the matches. Uh, follow me at Champ Podcast on Twitter, right? And uh, send us some suggestions for matches that I should show Tab. Um, like I said, you get to follow along and see her journey from not knowing what the NWO is to, uh, correcting me when I'm wrong in wrestling, which is probably what's going to happen eventually. So, uh, the, the grasshopper will surpass the master. I don't know. Something. What do they say? I don't, I don't know where you were going with that. You know, the but guy. But you jumped out there with such confidence. David I was just going to let you rock. <laughs> they can't see my face right no, now. No, David Cassidy. David Cassidy. What are we talking about? Partridge Family? No, we're talking about fucking, um, you know, maybe it's like really, really old Karate Kid. Oh, Mr. Miyagi? No, 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 no. Daniel-san. Mm, I don't remember. Something about grasshoppers being better than people later on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wax off, wax off. Is that what it was from? Uh, well, I know wax on, wax off is from Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio. Yes. Not Macchio. Macchio. It's Macchio. Macchio. All right. So on that note, uh, we're gonna say goodbye to Tab. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Felicia's. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll bring her back. Uh, you know, at a later date. And it'll be fun. It'll be lit. Secret handshake time. Yeah, we killed that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned because I got more in store. You still there? You better be. All right. So here we are. We're back with the second half of the podcast. Um, talking specifically about AEW, uh, Double or Nothing, and, uh, the reactions to that show, uh, just finished watching, well, at this point, just finished watching maybe a a couple hours ago, um, first thing that I was thinking, um, the, straight away, like, from watching the, the buy-in, um, watching the... I guess the pre-show is I was really getting WCW vibes like in a good way uh just the setup maybe it's because I was watching on TNT's uh YouTube but just the just the setup uh the way it looked it was I was getting vibes of like Clash of the Champions a Clash of the Champions show and uh WWE shows always I mean, WWE shows are always going to look like WWE shows. It's it's a whole different 
situation. Uh, the big LED screens, the the way that their sets look, it's just a it's just a whole different vibe. Um, but the AEW setup, it felt like a wrestling show. It felt like a it still felt like a big show, but it felt like wrestling. Like it felt it it was different. Whereas WWE, you know, it's wrestling, but it always it just feels like WWE. It has its own uh, it has its own own thing going on. But that's uh, like. For me personally, like whenever I watch uh, New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, even uh, MLW, uh, Impact, these uh, other promotions, it has a a different feel, a more wrestling feel, as it were. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's just because WWE is so polished in in their own system that. Uh, I don't, it's it's nice to to see wrestling outside of that system to see something else going on. Um, AEW, and they obviously have uh, the money. There, I guess that some technical issues during the uh, battle royal. Um, so we'll start there. Uh, as far as talking about uh, matches. So starting off with the Casino Battle Royal, um, one thing that I really liked about this is uh, people coming in in groups instead of the traditional Battle Royal uh, entrance that they have where everybody just comes one by one. Pause. Um, <laughs> I, I really like the... Uh, I like the them coming in waves. Pause. Um... Let's see here. Uh, there was a, uh, a big moment. Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, makes his entrance. Uh, the Perfect Ten. Uh, Billy Gunn and Glacier. Glacier had a nice moment. Uh, my man Joey Janela uh, was doing his thing. Had a nice moment there, too. Um, one of my favorite spots... In the battle royal, uh, Marco Stunt, uh, the the little runt, uh, the little guy, uh, he he was out there and he got pounced out of the ring by Ace Romero, um, and it was kind of like when they were setting it up, I was kind of like, what the hell is happening? Uh, but the the actual move, like the punt and throwing him out of the ring, was great. Um, Private Party, uh, I believe they were. Uh, they were in the um they were in the uh casino battle royal for a little bit uh and they had uh, a nice double team moment uh double team move that they pulled so that was uh that was cool i definitely want to see more of uh private party and tag action in AEW um the uh let's see the luchasaurus uh, he did his thing. Orange Cassidy. Uh, I am a huge Orange Cassidy mark. Um, he is very, uh, he's very indie in his style. Like his whole thing, I I think it's great. Um, he's somebody who would, I don't think would ever be signed by WWE. Like, and even if they did sign him, they would screw him up. Um, but a place like AEW, uh, would let him 
do what he does well and uh also they they'll have the chance to get more eyes on him and see if this kind of wrestling can work uh in a mainstream situation um which honestly i think personally i think it can uh but we'll i'll give my thoughts on uh what i think aew can be as a company moving forward after watching uh a a show uh i'll i'll get to that at the end we'll we'll uh, go through the results here um let's see uh nice moment dustin thomas so that's a the wrestler he's a wrestler with no legs um he uh eliminated sean spears aka or formerly fka known as uh ty dillinger so that was uh that was a nice moment uh for for uh, dustin thomas there uh luchasaurus uh who is an absolute unit pause uh he choke slams joey janela out of the ring through a table and that looked crazy. It looked like he almost broke Joey Janela. Uh, but Joey Janela always looks like he was almost broken. That's part of why we like him. Uh, Jimmy Havoc uh, was was here. Uh, you know, so he the he had a moment where he uh, stapled Tommy Dreamer's dick uh, with the staple gun uh, through the pants. So you don't you don't see any dick. Uh, but, but it was crazy. <laughs> um, so I guess Jimmy Havoc is the new inter- innovator of violence, uh, deathmatch legend, uh, Tommy Dreamer, hardcore legend. Uh, just crazy stuff. Um, Jungle Boy, uh, the son of the late Luke Perry, uh, of 90210 fame. Uh, Jungle Boy had some nice spots actually. Uh, so I believe Jungle Boy has Jungle Boy is signed with AEW, so it looks like Jungle Boy uh, might have a little bit of a push uh, going into television. Um, let's see, the final four came down to Luchasaurus. Uh, oh, and then uh, the the wild card, the last entrant. Uh, there was only twenty one entrants in the battle royal, uh, so like twenty one blackjack. Uh, you know, casino theme, keeping all that going. Um, number 21, the wild card, was Hangman Page. So if you uh, remember us talking uh, beforehand, uh, Hangman Page versus Pac was supposed to be one of the featured matches on uh, the pay-per-view. But uh, he, Pac, uh, didn't really want to play ball. Uh, so he, uh, he ends up, they ended up having, uh, the match in England. They put the, uh, they put it on AEW, uh, the AEW YouTube. Pac finishes the match and says he's not coming to AEW. Uh, and that's how we, that's how we get out of that. Uh, but, and he injured Hangman, uh, Hangman's knee. So kayfabe of course so hangman isn't supposed to be able to compete but he comes out uh is in the casino battle royal the winner of which will would be facing the winner of the main event for the aew title at the next pay-per-view uh so 
it comes down to Hangman. MJF had been on the outside, and he thought Hangman had won. Uh, and then MJF tries to sneak in for the elimination. But uh, Hangman Page hits him with the not today. And, uh, you know, hits the buckshot lariat. Ends up getting the win. Uh, and he's going to be in the title match. Um, next up on the... Uh, on the buy-in was Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, super, uh, super athletic match. Uh, if you're not familiar with Sammy Guevara, uh, he's he works a high-flying style. He's uh, pretty athletic in the ring. Um, I would say maybe like a budget ricochet. <laughs> um but that but you know not a disc because ricochet is it's ridiculous uh he's one of the best in the world i i think he's one of the best ever to do the high flying style he's just so crisp him and osprey like i don't understand how they do half of what they do uh but sammy guevara uh i would say he's a level below those two or maybe a couple levels below but still uh very very good at what he does um kip sabian uh was also uh he he was also entertaining i would say uh he looked maybe not definitely not green and not like afraid of the moment but uh it seemed like sammy guevara is a little bit more comfortable at the big big shows than uh, maybe Kip Sabian was, uh, but it was a good match. Uh, Kip ended up it was it was crazy. Uh, Sammy at the finish was crazy. You can see it on uh, our Instagram. Uh, Sammy went for a six thirty. Kip got the knees up and then hit the Deathly Hollows, um, which is like a torture rack, and then he just drops you on your face. Uh, good stuff. Um, Let's see, uh, Cody, uh, after this, uh, Cody Rhodes and Brandy show up, and good God, man, Brandy is a looker, uh, and I'm gonna leave it at that, I'm, I'm gonna throw in one more good God, good God, man, alright, um, so we, uh, we get the, the elite opening everything up, uh, kind of a skit and opening up the uh uh opening up the pay-per-view um let's see they uh opening up the pay-per-view um next up the well the first match of the actual main card uh scu versus the strong hearts uh so that's the uh the OWE contingent with uh, Shima as the leader. Uh, and it was uh, uh, Shima, uh, uh, sorry, not Shima, Sima. Sorry, guys. Uh, Sima, uh, T Hawk, and L. Lindemann uh, versus uh, Daniels, Kaz, and Scorpio Sky. Um, really fun match, athletic as you would expect it to be. Uh, 
Scorpio Sky uh, fl- flies from the ring to the outside, flipping all, uh, flipping over on the OWE contingent and lets us know that he has ice in his veins. Um, just, just really good stuff. Really fun opener. Um, SCU, they are a staple on the BTE series. Uh, I feel like they're, I feel like they're underrated on the BTE series. Um, they're very, very good hands on the series. Very, uh, they're all of, all three of them are pretty funny in, in their own way. And I feel, I'm glad that they're getting the love that they're getting on BTE because all three guys have always been great in the ring and, um, adding that extra entertainment side over like the last year and a half that they've been going strong on BTE. Uh, I think it, it kind of gives a little bit more longevity to their careers and it helps people, uh, kind of be able to give them their flowers a little bit more. Uh, but very, uh, very fun match, uh, flips all over the place. Uh, the finish comes when, uh, they, uh, the finish comes when Scorpio Sky, he, uh, he hits that dive to the outside, taking out Seema and T-Hawk, and, uh, El Lindemann takes the bet, uh, the best, ah, best Meltzer ever, uh, or best Moonsault ever, uh, type situation there, and, uh, then... SCU wins, uh, so SCU takes the victory there, um, over the OWE contingent, so, uh, looks like, you know, the guys on the, on being the elite are probably gonna be going over on this show, um, not mad at that, makes sense, right, uh, next up is the women, uh, the first women's match, All In only had one women's match, uh, this one's the first women's match, so uh, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Kylie Ray, and Nyla Rose, but uh, at the beginning of the match, Brandy comes out, and she's wearing her ring gear, her ring gear. so you think it's going to be Brandy joining the match, but nope. Uh, she said she wanted to make this match awesome, and fucking awesome Kong uh, comes down to the ring, so that's amazing. Uh, that was great. I popped, uh, I marked out, um, we haven't seen Awesome Kong in a while, uh, she tried, she had a run, uh, a brief run in WWE as Karma, uh, most recently we've seen her as Welfare Queen on the Netflix series Glow, um, which is my shit, uh, and it should be back next month, so I can't wait, uh, I might even do a little, uh, might even do a little segment here on the show and talk about the series, uh, talk about the the latest season of Glow uh, after it's out and I binge watch it all in one weekend, which is what I usually do. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if Awesome Kong is, I hope she's going to be a regular part of the roster. Uh, and I believe like with AEW, um, they would allow her to uh, still continue on the Netflix series. I mean, like something like that would only help their exposure. 
but uh, it, I was uh, I was really excited to see her, and I was excited to see her as Awesome Kong, um, and not like some other name, uh, and with her old attire and the braids, like it was great. I was really excited. Uh, I. I think that's uh, Awesome Kong was one of the ones uh, who really got me to appreciate uh, women's wrestling before. Because, I mean, I watched, uh, like, growing up, you know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But, like, especially growing up with the Attitude Era, uh, you didn't take many of the women competitors seriously uh, in in ring. Like, Lita was cool. Uh, and then later, Trish uh, got good. But at first, you know, it was just kind of like, whatever, you know, it, Lita was for me personally lita and china were like the only females i respected in the ring at as a youngin uh but watching tna and the knockouts division uh and then watching uh awesome kong and gail kim have that feud that they had and i was like wait a minute like these are girls who are these are ladies who are wrestling and it's dope like i just like it like I'm just into the matches and the storyline. So uh seeing Awesome Kong pop up in AEW, that was that was really cool. Uh and it was a it was a really good match. Um so with this match, uh some of the things that stood out to me, uh Kylie Ray, I was aware of Kylie Ray. I I'm aware of her work. Uh I have watched her, but I wouldn't say that I was super familiar uh, with her, like, I was, I know her gimmick, uh, but I, I wouldn't say that I was, like, paying a whole lot of attention to Kylie Ray. but after this match, um, she, that's, it was great, uh, earlier in the podcast, I talked about Bailey and winning, uh, her winning at Money in the Bank, and how I felt like that did a lot to rehab her character, uh, Kylie Ray, with how she was presented tonight in AEW, is already uh i feel like is already doing uh, ahead of the ahead of the game or ahead of bailey um and i hate to compare them like that because they're two different people and they're doing their own thing and i don't want to be that guy like pitting women against each other either um like because there's the wrestling industry is really big and there's a whole lot of space for Kylie Ray to do her thing and for Bailey to do her thing and for it not to be like, oh, so-and-so is copying the other. Like, they don't need to be connected that way. But I feel like this is a connection that is going to be made as the battle between AEW and uh, WWE heats up, especially considering uh, with how, you know, how prominent they may make Kylie Ray in the com- company. Uh, she's already being presented as one of the main faces of the women's division, um, which deservedly so after watching this match. Uh, but the point I'm trying to get to here is Kylie Ray is already being presented how I wish they would have presented Bailey coming out of WWE like or coming out of NXT to the main roster like yes you do get over the part of her gimmick where she's really nice and bubbly and happy to be there and loves it but then she also was in the ring and she was 
getting to getting to work, getting to the business and uh, almost won the match uh, there. Like and there there was a whole spot where she, you know, she kind of hulked up and showed her intensity like, yeah, it was about to go down. So um, and then ended up getting caught by Dr. Britt Baker with the super kick uh, and 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 uh, getting finished off. Uh, it was a, it was a good match. Uh, it was also cool to see like the stare down face off, uh, Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong. Uh, if Awesome Kong is going to be around, uh, then Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong is a feud that I definitely want to see. Um, I would have Nyla Rose go over in the end. Uh, and you know, she's younger, put her over as the new monster in women's wrestling period. Um, and then eventually just bide my time to when I can sign Jordan Grace and put power versus power with Jordan Grace versus Nyla Rose, which if you, if you, if you ask me most of my, uh, the answer to most of my, uh, feuds at women and for women's wrestling is to insert Jordan Grace. I think she's great. Um, the next match is uh the best friends that's trent beretta and chuck taylor chucky t versus jack evans and angelico um that was uh this was low-key one of the matches i was the most excited about seeing uh i have been a jack evans mark since at least 2005 uh maybe before that um but yeah, big Jack Evans fan. Uh, Angelico, also a big fan. I first became aware of him on Lucha Underground uh, and then started watching his, uh, after watching Lucha Underground and seeing, you know, all the, the AAA guys that they had on Lucha Underground, uh, started paying more attention to AAA and what he was doing there. And then he got injured. So then I just kind of started. Uh, he was doing, he was just kind of traveling the world. I know he was in WXW in Germany doing some stuff. So, uh, for a little while, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of both teams and all four wrestlers involved individually. Um, so this was also a really fun match. Uh, I, it's, especially with the Young Bucks being such a big part of AEW. Um, I'm really excited to see what they do with tag team wrestling and the different tag teams that they have there. Um, the WWE has a lot of good tag teams, but they don't make tag team wrestling much of a focal point. Um, personally, I've always been a big fan of tag team wrestling. Uh, some of my favorite stuff to watch is when there's a good tag division. Uh, I think of how much fun it was uh, in the early 2000s when WWE had the uh, Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys kind of at the top of the tag team division. But there were so many other tag teams uh, who were still really good. Um, and could put on, uh, good matches. You had the APA 
at that time you had uh tna tested albert and even though like those two teams weren't like the big stars or the main guys like they can still have really good matches you still want to see what they do there was still the new age outlaws like there's still a lot of tag teams that were uh that were fun to watch and i feel like aew definitely has the potential uh to make that happen uh the best friends jack evans and helico and angelico just the teams that they had on this mat on this uh event uh private party looks like they're going to be fun to watch in the ring um of course the bucks the lucha brothers so uh and then uh you know even they they fought it out tonight but they could always reunite as a tag team uh the Rhodes brothers you know another set of brothers so there's potential to really burn it down with some uh some great tag team wrestling um the uh the best friends ended up getting the win over Jack Evans and Angelico um and after the match uh these they shook hands and looked like there was maybe about to be a group hug lights went out lights came back on super smash brothers uh were popped up in the ring and then the lights go out and uh Super Smash Brothers have uh, some people with them, and uh, there's a beatdown that goes that goes down on the best friends and and Helico and Jack Evans. So, looks like uh, the Young Bucks, one of their top rivals ever, uh, Super Smash Bros, are officially uh, with AEW, and. Uh, we're probably going to get a round two of Super Smash Bros. and the Young Bucks, which I'm here for. Uh, next matchup uh, is the second women's match on the card. So this is like all, uh, like all Japanese uh, females. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami uh, versus the legend Aja Kong, uh, Yuka Sazaki, uh, Yuka, ugh, man, I'm fucking it up. Yuka Sakazaki and Emi Sakura. Um, so, uh, it was, uh, this was just a great match. Uh, hard hitting, um, matchup. And it was really cool because in America and on American wrestling, we're not, even though we have people like, uh, like Asuka, uh, we have uh Io Shirai uh now um Kyrie Sane uh all these all these wrestlers um who come from the Joshi promotions in Japan uh we don't get a lot of the Joshi style on television um but uh but we do uh but this was basically a Joshi style match uh just really good stuff a lot of fun um hard hitting matchup and of course Aja Kong uh is Aja Kong uh but her uh her team ends up losing after she was taken out uh he could uh Hikaru Shida Riho and Ryu Rio Mizunami all uh are the winning team um 
Cody Rhodes, the next match, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. If you're able to seek this match out, you need to find it. This was a classic wrestling match. Uh, I am going to go ahead and put it on my list of best of the year so far. Uh, We'll see if it holds up at the end, but this match was just so great. And the reaction of the crowd, they were so invested. Um, I was, I was invested. It was, it was great uh, to see this match because this match should have happened. This match should have happened in WWE. uh, And they actually had set it up and then just like, abandoned ship on it and on the whole storyline um but you know what i guess it was for the best uh now we can get this story to play out its end in aew um but just a just a really good match and this match was elevated by the crowd reaction and their investment um Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, uh, was the natural, uh, was a bloody mess. It was ridiculous. Like he was leaking. He was leaking onto the mat. There was a couple parts that were just, uh, almost a little bit disturbing, honestly. Um, but this, this match was, was great from, from jump, uh, Cody's entrance, uh, and he meant uh, he has the of course in his song he sa- he talks about there's only one royal family and then there's like a Triple H style uh, throne. Uh, he comes down to the ring. Brandy reaches under the ring, gives him a sledgehammer. Uh, he looks at it like Triple H, and then turns around, goes up to uh, there's a throne that they had set up, and he uh, destroys the throne with a sledgehammer. Uh, great stuff and the crowd the crowd was into it from jump dust uh then dustin comes out crowd eats it up and then we start getting a dusty chant uh you can see both guys uh had tears in their eyes when the when the crowd's chanting dusty so uh very emotional before it even starts uh and uh dustin got opened up by hitting the exposed turn turnbuckle uh brandy Rhodes hits a spear on dustin and gets kicked out uh of the she gets removed kicked out uh and ddp diamond dallas page has to uh come down and carry her to the back um so it was just it was just a lot going on um then a bunch of near falls uh dustin hits a Canadian destroyer on Cody that was just amazing um just really uh just a just a classic old school match uh this was a match that felt like old uh that felt like maybe like a WCW main event or or just that good old wrestling feeling uh really good match I was I really enjoyed it uh, it's really different from what you see on mainstream wrestling television today. 
especially WWE since WWE is cut, cut out blood. Uh, but this was just good old fashioned wrestling, good stuff. Um, yeah, good, just a good match. Really, uh, really dug it. Um, <laughs> then after the match, uh, Cody Rhodes grabs a mic. He tells uh, Dustin that he doesn't get to retire now. He has a favor to ask him. Uh, he asked that they team together at the next pay-per-view against the Young Bucks. Uh, and then a big hug. So um, if you're going to cry, this is probably the match where it's going to happen. <laughs> really good stuff. Uh, lots of fun. Next up, um, they're going to do the title reveal. Uh, so show us what the AEW belt looks like. Uh and they and uh, Jack Whitewall, who I guess is like a some sort of comedian, a British comedian or something. Uh, anyway, he uh, introduces the guy who's going to come out with the belt. And it's fucking Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, best there ever will be. Uh, so that was huge. That was that was that was kind of crazy. I wasn't expecting to see Bret Hart on an AEW show. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bret Hart, uh, of course, is talking up the talking up the belt and then introduces uh, Hangman Page. Uh, MJF comes out and he's all like, nah, screw that. Uh, he says that he's the future of AEW. Um... He uh, he makes a joke, a joke about the hangman being a horse. Um, and he says, but you know what happens when a horse has a bum leg? You put them down, blow their brains out. Uh, MJF kind of hops up on the apron. Paige takes a swing at him. MJF jumps down. Uh, Jungle Boy comes out. Uh, and MJF kind of dismisses him and then jimmy havoc uh walks out in full his uh his full gear with the mask and all that so uh looks like by seeing that looks like uh jungle boy and jimmy havoc are definitely gonna have uh big roles in aew which makes sense because they were announced as signees already so um just showing that because they they had already gotten their shine in the uh, in the pre-show uh but it looked it, it was obvious that they had them come out and in that segment too about the belt uh they had them come out in that segment uh i would imagine that uh jungle boy uh jimmy havoc and mjf are all going to have uh pretty prominent roles once uh the AEW transitions into a weekly television show on TNT. So that would be my guess as to why they had them come back out uh for that like I think it's it's going to it's going to lead to some stuff. Um So basically uh Jimmy Havoc and Jungle Boy 
uh, chase MJF out of there. And, you know, Hangman is left to look at the belt, like, real serious. Like, like yeah, I want that. Um, next up was the Young Bucks versus Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, the Lucha Bros. This match was absolutely incredible. Uh, the Young Bucks did what the Young Bucks do. Uh, the Lucha Bros did what the Lucha Bros do, but it was you. You could tell that these guys elevate elevated their game. Um, they were they were just it. Whenever it's a big moment, like a like the bigger the match, the better the Young Bucks are to me. But I'm also a huge Young Bucks mark, so uh, take that how you will. <laughs> um, but really good. I'm actually recording this in a Young Bucks t-shirt right now. It wasn't even planned. Uh, but yeah, great stuff. Uh, a whole lot of fun. Just a crazy match. This is another one that you should seek out. Um, just the moves that they were hitting. It's, oh man. Uh, the the finish, um, Pentagon did uh you know his his move where he tries to break uh his opponent's arm so he did the whole arm break dislocation deal uh on Matt um Phoenix comes running at Matt Matt catches him with one arm and then lifts him up into the tombstone uh Nick hits climbs the apron and they hit the Meltzer driver uh, for the win, just good stuff. Um, and, uh, this was the only title match on the card. So the young bucks retain the triple a, uh, tag team titles. So that's the Mexican promotion. Uh, but they triple a is also partnered with AEW. So, um, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, for them, I guess it's it's a it's mutually beneficial. AEW doesn't have tag titles yet. Triple uh, A gets a boost by having uh, their titles on the Young Bucks right now, uh, who are probably the most recognizable and over tag team outside of WWE. Actually. They might be the Young Bucks might just be the top, uh, like the most over tag team in the world, period. Because, uh, uh like, I mean, outside of what the, the only team that would give them a run for their money is the New Day right now. Like, yeah, sure, the Usos are great, but do you think the Usos are more popular than the Young Bucks? I guess you could make that argument just sheerly on numbers because uh maybe more people know the usos than more people know the usos than the bucks just because the usos have been in wwe for years but amongst wrestling fans i can't think of any tag teams that are more currently beloved than uh the young bucks uh, the main event, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. The winner faces Hangman Adam Page for the AEW world title. Uh, 
at, you know, the next event, I'm guessing. Uh, so Y2J's entrance was great. Um, he had, uh, like extras come out as like his past gimmicks. Uh, like, so that was, that was really cool to see. Um, of course this match delivered. They always, uh, they always do their thing. It's incredible, honestly, to see Jericho, the way that he's performing now. Cause what, this guy is 50, uh, and they kept mentioning Dustin, uh, Dustin Rhodes being 50 and making it seem like he was old. He actually was in great shape too and, and did well. Um, but like they weren't mentioning that about Jericho, but I think they could have thrown that maybe they didn't want to because, you know, he's, uh, about to be contending for their championship. So they don't want to seem like, Oh, we got old guys going for the belt. But, uh, he, he was doing, he, it was incredible, uh, watching like his, his stamina and pause and, and everything he had going on, um, in that, in that match. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just really impressive to see him doing that at this age. Um, Let's see. Uh, The finish uh, was Jericho winning the match, which honestly kind of surprised me. I thought Kenny would go over. Um, But uh, as as we see, um, looks like Kenny is going to have looks like Kenny is going to have some other stuff uh, on his plate. Uh, leading into the next pay-per-view. Um, so the match finishes, Jericho wins, uh, Jericho grabs a microphone and, uh, starts talking about how, uh, we as fans, uh, owe him a thank you, um, because, you know, without, like, he, he joined up with AEW, uh, he's like, now we have a company. Uh, now we have a big old TV deal. You know, we sold out uh, the MG Grand, MGM Grand 12 minutes. You know, he's talking about all this and uh, everything that happened. And basically is saying that it all happened because of him. Um, so he's he's out here talking to shit. And then all of a sudden you hear the crowd going nuts and they show coming down uh coming down the bleachers or coming down the uh the steps there in the arena is none other than John Moxley formerly known as Dean Ambrose and the WWE and the crowd's going nuts he makes his way down hops over the barricade comes into the ring and dirty deeds uh DDT on Jericho and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of Kenny Omega uh and and drop him on uh drop him with a dirty deeds uh on the double or nothing set uh, so good stuff there um it was 
expected, but also you were just kind of like, I don't know if it's gonna actually gonna happen. Um, but yeah, the John Moxley showing up was a was a huge thing. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was a great way to end the pay per view. Kind of gave me goosebumps seeing him walk through the crowd because it was, and I and I bet that it was on purpose, but it just. It was so similar and even the way like that the like the shot looked and all of that it was so similar to uh even down to like the vest uh him wearing a vest no sleeves and coming down but it was so similar to scott hall making his first appearance in wcw and the first appearance uh in the origin of the nwo when Scott Hall made that first appearance by himself, it was uh, that it was it was very reminiscent to that for me. Um, well, at, at least that part, the the walking down the uh, walking down the steps, and then uh, once he got into the ring, he just started doing his thing, and that was. Uh, and the crowd was going to eat it up. The crowd was going nuts. Everybody was excited to see him. Um, and that's how the pay-per-view ends uh, with with Moxley making his debut. Um, and then post, uh, after the pay-per-view, it, it comes out. They, AEW lets us know that they have signed Moxley to a multi-year deal. So it wasn't like a one-off. He is here. He is AEW. Uh, so that was important to let people know right, right off the bat. Um, Mox is Moxley is an AEW guy now. Um, good stuff, lots of fun. Uh, was a it was a really good show, great pay per view. Um, definitely, especially with the Moxley ending, uh, definitely left people a lot more. Uh, satisfied than money in the bank from what I can guess uh, from what I can see from what I can feel so far um, I wasn't unhappy with the money in the bank ending uh, but was I I was actually thoroughly entertained by it but uh, definitely uh, definitely more excited about the prospects of AEW going forward uh, so after now that we have a first show in the books uh i'm guessing well not guessing uh now that we have a first show in the books i'm thinking uh going forward i think aew definitely does have a chance to be successful um even right now amongst my friends there have been people that were hitting me up who aren't into wwe that don't keep up and they're not watching but they actually put down the money like lapsed fans like uh you know fans who don't pay attention as much anymore they put down the money for uh AEW so there is a there's definitely a want and a need for an alternative uh to WWE so there is there's space for these guys to thrive and do their thing um the pay-per-view itself i felt was a good mix of the fun silly stuff that we may get on bte um and 
enough of those moments, but also just good pro wrestling um, that that we've been missing. And uh, even with Jericho winning um, in the main event, beating Kenny Omega and Jericho is going to be part of the uh, the the title match, the the inaugural AEW World Title match. There's still enough of a focus on people that we haven't seen before and that we haven't seen around. Um, there's still enough of a focus on on these people to make things feel new and fresh. Uh, a spotlight on Dr. Britt Baker, who, uh, you know, is not quite like anybody else in uh, in the WWE women's division. Uh, you know, and she has the whole unique uh, thing about being a dentist. Uh, so there and Kylie Ray, uh, the. I would guess Bailey 2.0 um, and Nyla Rose, who there's uh, I would I would say there's definitely there isn't really anybody else in on the scene that can uh, fit that role that Nyla Rose does. There are other big women. There are other strong women. uh, But Nyla Rose seems to have like a uniqueness about her and a unique look, um, which I think will serve her well in the AEW women's division uh, going forward. Um, You got you got guys like MJF is going to be great on weekly television. He's going to be uh, the heel that you love to hate MJF on TNT is money. Uh, you got the elite who already have a big fan base. And as long as the weekly shows, as long as they can, however, they're, I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to be taping the weekly shows or how they're going to do that. But as long as they can make sure that every week, they're in front of a crowd that has bought in to the BTE brand and has bought into AEW. And as long as they keep presenting that style of wrestling, because they know how to service their fans, pause. They they know their demographic and what and what they want. Uh, as long as they can continue to keep providing that in front of enthusiastic crowds, um and then putting that on TNT, I think we we have a chance for AEW to to really be something. Um, like we've already seen them with BTE and with Bullet Club in general, just turning into something that that people were were fucking with and and were wearing the shirts. And you go to WWE events and you would see. Bullet, sh- Bullet Club shirts all in the crowd, and that was, you know, even before Finn had made it to the main roster, you know? Um, so I think we... I think AEW definitely has something here. Uh, that was a great pay-per-view. It was a lot of fun. So I feel like they definitely have something here, and it has the potential to to take off. Um so I I think the key is uh the the main key 
is once it once it's time to do weekly television, uh, make sure you're presenting it in front of enthusiastic crowds like tonight. Uh, th- there's so many times on Raw where there's something going on and you think that it would be a crowd pop and people are just sitting on their hands. Uh, that definitely was not a problem uh, at Double or Nothing. So um, as long as they can, as long as they can do that, um, and now being on a, a bigger stage uh, where there's more eyes, I, I, I feel like by the end of the year, WWE could have some competition, especially because WWE is. It's not a, it's not like a good time for them right now. They're uh, lackluster storylines. There's a lot of turmoil backstage, and I know after after this show, Double or Nothing, there's a lot of people looking over at AEW with the googly eyes right now. A lot of people saw the response and reaction that John Moxley got. A lot of people saw the response and reaction that freaking Sean Spears got, and he never got love on the main roster you know and people are looking at that like okay they fuck with sean spears like if i'm tyler breeze after this match with velveteen dream at takeover i'm like yo what's going on aew dolph ziggler is another guy who well, looks like they're injecting him into a title feud uh, now, but moving forward. But they probably had to because he was looking at AEW. Um, but uh, I guess that's that's pretty much it. That's all my thoughts on Double or Nothing. Um, just want to thank you guys for listening. Follow Champ Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, shout out to Tab for being on the episode as well. Uh, Stay tuned uh, because I'm going to have her back as an AEW correspondent when the show eventually starts this fall. Um, And then we'll have some quick words from her next week with her thoughts on the AEW show. since that's going to be her thing. Um, okay, guys. Looks like that's it for this week's episode. Uh, tell a friend about us. All right. Peace. Oh, and while I'm still here and while you're still here, uh, follow on Instagram, follow on Twitter, tell a friend about us share the links and get ready because in august all right in august starting a new youtube series and champ podcast youtube channel so it's going to be great it's going to be a lot of fun thank you guys for rocking with me and like i said hiatus is over we're back we're rocking every week all right guys thanks